Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Hey, welcome to the Hushman Black Forum. What is this, April 13, 2013? I don't know. It's all, all these 13, boy. <laughs> I'm not superstitious, y'all. I, I really uh, am not. But there's a lot of 13s, I mean, 13th of April of 2013. Yes, too, right there. So. Hey, uh, welcome out, out there in uh, cyberspace. You know what? Y'all going to have to live with the Hushmo tonight. Hey, this pollen here in Atlanta this year, the pollen is uh, probably... Uh, one of the worst years I've seen. I mean, oh yeah, we've had some serious uh, pollen years uh, over the years, but this one is among uh, the most severe that I've seen. So I'm stopped up. I've been, to, you know, if you play golf, hey, <laughs> you hackers out there. If you play golf, and uh, you know what I'm talking about, being out there on that golf course, trying to deal with the uh, pollen down here in Georgia, you know, it's, this time of year is awful. So y'all bear with the Hushville this evening. But once again, welcome uh, to the show. You know, our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Not a necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. We we don't like to do that. But, Try to keep everything on an even keel out here. Uh, hey, there's so much going on in the world, y'all. You think? I don't, I don't know. It looks like to me that they uh trying to get some kind of immigration deal done. Look like some kind of background check on, I, I don't know, gun uh, control, whatever that is, y'all. You know, it's five hundred million guns in the country today. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, getting guns out of the hands of uh, the citizens uh, in this country is, uh, at best, a uh, tricky proposition. So, uh, but they, they got something going on, some some kind of background check. I, everything helps, I suppose. But uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff is going on here in the news. Are we trying to keep abreast of it. That's what we do. Friday, uh, we decide we decipher things out here. That's what we do. Yeah, we like the Rosetta Stone. We translate BS into uh, street talk. <laughs> If you will, I, I mean, we could uh, 
we could uh, put it just that way. The BS that come down from uh, the power of the B to street talk. That's what we do. I don't know how to spell that for yeah. Advocate on behalf of Americans of uh, African descent for social justice. Not not because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. Just uh, by extension, we've been a part of that community. Find ourselves uh, trying to uh, support and advocate on their behalf. Love everybody, no doubt. No haters out here, yeah. We got a no hate sign at the door. Wow, the Braves, yeah. <laughs> hey, what what other thing here? The Braves, the Atlanta Braves is kicking butt, yeah. We just went up and took two out of three from Washington. May take the whole three. We got one more to play tomorrow, y'all. I don't know. Just saying, we. We may take that whole series, y'all. If we take that whole series, Washington ain't going <laughs> to catch us. They ain't going to be able to run us down. Uh-uh. There ain't going to be enough games left to run us down, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, the Braves is tough. If we sweep this series, if we sweep this game tomorrow and get to be four games up on them, <laughs> it won't be enough Time left in the season to run us down. That's what the Hurstman predict. Now we don't know. Washington, they, everybody picked the Nationals to win this thing. Hey, Sable Space friend, how y'all doing out there? Facebook, y'all doing all right? I'm talking baseball now. We, <laughs> I, I don't know how many baseball friends we even got out there. Well, a lot of folks like baseball, but not you know, young folks don't deal with baseball like I like us older folks do. Oh yeah, we old out here now. Yeah. Now, this younger generation don't uh, get into baseball like a, like us 50, 50s and 60s generation folks. Hey, don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some of them, they slowly coming back. I got a couple of kids, a couple of daughters. They, they uh, like all sports, but they ain't take after. They get that from me. <laughs> I did do something. I passed that on to them anyway. Yeah, but uh, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, y'all, watching. Those of you who are uh, baseball fans out there, uh, one of the greatest uh, lineups I've seen. They ain't started hitting yet, y'all. Oh, they got all the brothers in the house. Yeah, the weather got to warm up a little bit for all of them to get clicking together. <laughs> when they get clicking out there in that outfield, they're going to scare some people, y'all. I'm here to tell you, when all three of the outfielders get to going, they going to hurt some folks. It's just a matter of time, too. We already 10-1. They, they ain't got clicking yet. When they get clicking, they going to hurt some folks. Oh, no doubt. But uh hey y'all. <clears throat> Welcome to the show again. We've got a great show for you this evening. As always, you know, we cover current events that affect our uh, neighborhood. That's just about any news that is news uh in the world. 
so we <laughs> we cover the waterfront, uh, you might say, out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. Uh, yeah, we got. We're going to take a look at Booker T. Washington this evening. The second half of the show, we'll we'll uh, touch on uh, Booker T. Washington. He's uh, one of the, one of the characters that uh, we uh, talk about in our in our latest project. Our twelve disciples: the rise and fall of uh, Jim Crow is the, the title of uh, the work that. Uh, we're working on now, trying to get it out uh, sometime before Christmas, sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We hope to uh, get it out there just in time for the Christmas season. Our Twelve Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. This is the title of it. Yeah, we, we uh, go back and look at our uh, historical figures uh, here in the, uh, this country, uh, America's backward descent, and uh, uh, the part they played in uh, to bringing us into uh, the uh, Jim Crow era here in this country and out of it. Uh, we take a look at those heroes and uh, kind of look at, oh, God, it's thousands of them. It's thousands of people who, you know, shed blood, blood, sweat, and tears to, uh, <laughs> no doubt, to pay that road. We dwindle them down to 12 that uh, we point out, 12, who embodies uh, the thousands that... Uh, was actually involved in uh, the struggle to move us forward here. Uh, so yeah, and the and it's a great, great story. One of one of the reasons that I did uh, got involved in this, well, what uh, inspired me was looking at one of the one of the twelve disciples. One of their uh, their works, all of them inspired me, no doubt. All of these people inspired me, and I, yeah, just. Uh, Beholden to each and every one of them, but uh, one of them uh, wrote uh, about uh, the miseducation of the Negro back in the 1930s. Y'all, this one, one, not Booker T. Washington. That's my subject uh, tonight. Uh, the character, but. This other gentleman wrote uh, the miseducation of the Negro back in the 1930s, and I'll just tell you because I got a I had a contest. It's over now. I I'll announce the the winner of that thing. Uh, <clears throat> Carter G. Wilson. He 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 was a, a, a one of my twelve disciples, by the way. He is, and about his work in the 1930s, uh, looking at the education system here in the country and how it was how it pertained to uh, the education of Americans of African descent back then uh, is 1930 
and how he felt as though it was, in fact, uh, a miseducation uh, of our people in terms of, of the population, uh, 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 the population, uh, uh, the whole population uh, in its entirety. Uh, we were, uh, our education was inferior, indeed uh, designed to do a specifically uh, function in the country that was to uh, maintain the uh, lower level uh, jobs in the country. He was right. Yeah, history bore him up. He was right. Absolutely right. Back in, he, he saw a problem with the education system, y'all, yeah, when he did that work, uh, miseducation of the Negro for the title of it. Yeah, get that book. Great, great, uh, great, great insight into uh, what was wrong with uh, the education that uh, we, American of Africans, that was receiving back then. <laughs> yeah. And and, and uh, so, yeah, that inspired me today to, you know, just to, you know, I, you know, to to write to embark on this uh idea of uh highlighting our uh our people our our most uh, influential uh uh disciples who uh, led us through uh slavery if you will through uh, uh the Jim Crow laws right into uh today and one of the things he pointed out back in the 1930s, our greatest problem with the education that we were receiving back then is that we uh, had uh, very little input into uh, its uh, construction or uh, its uh, 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 being involved in uh, uh The study of uh, our people, the education, uh, I'm talking curricula that uh, we were represented with did not uh, uh, benefit us uh, for uh, the reason being, uh, he considered it back then, is that any proper education of a people has to start with uh, the people themselves. You have to uh, uh, study my history, tell me about my greatness in order for uh, me to uh, progress. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the High Smoke Black Forum. Once again, 4-13-2012, y'all, April 13th. We'll take a quick pause for the calls here, 7.15, y'all. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. We're going to get this in. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
We 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 listen, trying to trying to make sense out of what's going on with in the masters down there, y'all. Some dispute over Tiger Wood and some uh drop that he made yesterday and I don't know, somehow he got penalized two strokes for that uh infraction. I mean The argument is uh, whether or not he should have been kicked out of the tournament or disqualified altogether. And uh, but we all know that they do many golf tournaments out there on the weekend. It's gonna uh, if it can possibly help it disqualify the biggest draw in the game. So you 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 have here somebody <laughs> they're talking about is Tiger. They're bigger than the game, and somebody over here answering, yes. <laughs> In fact, he is. Uh, but uh, it's an interesting uh, discussion. And once again, because of the fact that Tiger Wood has uh, this crazy <laughs> uh, makeup, this American of African descent makeup, he uh, is objected to. Uh, a higher degree of uh, scrutiny. Uh, automatically, he is, and for a lot of different reasons. First of all, he, he's a, minor, a minority. He's a minority. We make up us Americans of African descent, some 13% of uh, the society. Control and less than uh, 1% of the wealth That in itself uh, cast an unbalanced eye on uh, anything it is that uh, we in this group does uh, automatically just by uh, the uh, makeup of uh, of our society. Period. It's just nothing. That uh, so yeah. So he's battling that. I mean, he they they put a rule in a couple of years ago, giving uh, the uh, uh, rules committee folks at each tournament. You got the little rules committees, I guess, within the auspices of uh, whoever it is, PGA or whatever golf association that uh, the PGA operates under, uh, they gave them discretion to, uh, if anything happened after the round was over, somebody called in from uh, the TV audience noticing 
noticing what could be you know, some kind of rule infraction that uh, they uh, wouldn't necessarily, they'd review it, but they wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, kick this person out of the tournament because they could uh, use some discretion in that uh, to hide that uh, television uh, uh, was an uh, unfair advantage, certainly for the golfer himself, who you know, maybe not known that the ball was here when he dropped it, or it's debatable. Tiger admitted that he knew he dropped it two yards further back. Probably should have been disqualified, if you ask me. Hey, oh, <laughs> if you just ask the Hushmo here now. But, uh, yeah, uh, be that as it may, I, you know, Tiger is bigger than, uh, than the ordinary golfer. He's a man that won 14, 15 uh, major championships. Huh? That won, what, 76 uh, tournaments. So, yeah, he's an ordinary person at all. Not in the game. Uh, damn, man, I won a billion dollars out there on that tournament. So, oh, he, you know, you got to treat him with uh, the respect that all those uh, accomplishments uh, afford him. Yeah, he's not like the average golfer out there that's done one, one or two tournaments. <laughs> no. <laughs> Taking a one, uh, 76, he's chasing in, uh, he's chasing who, Sam Sneed, 82 or whatever it is. He, got, he might have him before this year, so we all at the rate he's winning. And so you're talking about the most winningest, at the very least, the second most winningest pro out there on the, that the PGA has ever seen. <laughs> it's Tiger Woods, the most winningest player the PGA has ever seen. Before he's done, that's a given there now. Hey, so now... They have to take a long look at <laughs> a long look at everything that Tiger does. When they uh, start talking about some rules infraction, yes, this man now. Uh, yeah, can. Uh, there have been some rules. There have been some rules for this man to create new ones. And pretty much what they did was uh, relied on some rules that uh, they put in place a couple of years ago that allowed them to uh, do just that, keep him in this tournament. And, uh, you know, I don't blame them. One bit. Why wouldn't you do everything within uh, the legal limits of uh, uh, the game to uh, keep the biggest draw in the game in there for the weekend? <laughs> it's crazy to, uh, to do anything else, y'all. So I would, you know, I'm not shocked. Cause a lot of purists uh, really teed off at uh, Tiger that he didn't step up and uh, disqualify himself. But 
It all comes down to money, you know. At the end of the day, I'm talking about it all comes down to money. And uh, <laughs> he's worth Tiger Woods worth a lot of money to uh, the money makers on the weekend on that TV uh, than anybody else out there in the game. So yeah, money talks and everything else walks in this case, y'all. Yeah? That's a ghetto. That's a ghetto uh, term. Uh, the <laughs> ghetto speak. Money talks and everything else walks. <laughs> That's the way it is. Hey y'all. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Tiger. Talking about oh, this is our sports section, y'all. We yeah, the Braves. Braves came back last night and. Beat Washington, beat them again today. So we're gonna take the series. We we sure to taking the series. Might sweep them tomorrow. We ain't started hitting the ball yet, y'all. We ain't started hitting the ball yet. We gonna we <laughs> hey y'all hold on. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. All you folks who got the uh, the uh, the, <laughs> the Washington National, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till we start hitting. Wait till we get our lineup back in there. We ain't got Freddie. Freddie Freeman. <laughs> we ain't got him back in the lineup yet. Wait till we get Freddie Freeman back. And Brian McKay. We ain't got Brian. We, <laughs> hey, wait till we get our lineup back. We gonna Wait till the Soul Patrol out there in the outfield start hitting. We got one of them hitting. Oh, Justin was tearing that thing up. Justin got him scared to death, man. Justin got this league scared to death. That boy come up to the plate. The whole dug, uh, the whole uh, <laughs> the whole team over there on the other side starts shaking. We ain't even started hitting yet, y'all. The Braves ain't we. All of the end, Tiger. Oh, yeah, we're just looking at the replay here of the Masters there. Tiger got the three under. He's three under. Three, what is he, four strokes back. Somebody's seven under, but that ain't much to make up on Sundays. Everybody's knees going to be shaking on Sunday afternoon. Everybody's knees gonna be shaking. On Saturday, on Sunday afternoon, coming down uh, the stretch on the back nine on Sunday afternoon, buddy. They be they better be out of Tiger's way because he gonna run over some people. He might run over some people on that back nine on Sunday. Coming home. This problem got me just about stopped up out here tonight, y'all. We trying to fight through it. But it's rough. 
What is it? Just about 7.30 in the city of ATL here. I don't know what the pollen count is, but it's got to be a thousand. It's got to be about a thousand, y'all, because we are really uh, clogged up down here. We're going to get another quick break here, y'all. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. Uh, We'll be right back after the break. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in Cyberspace.
Hey, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to the High School Black Forum. We uh, got some kind of feedback here this evening. I don't know if we uh, got some kind of technical uh, issues going this evening or not, but uh, be that as it may, we're going to move right along here on the Hushmore Black Forum this evening. May, April 13th, y'all, 2013. Welcome again out here, my Saber Face friends, the Facebook friends. How y'all doing? Hey, we got a call-in number, free, 888-588-3814. Once again, that's 588-3814 with a uh, 888 prefix on it. Yes, a call-in number, free of charge for you all who want to Reach the Hushmo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. This is a, this is a new y'all. Yeah, hey, we've been out there five years, y'all, since two thousand eight. On Blog Talk, we come to you. This is Blog Talk, by the way. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, reach us at Blog Talk Radio. Forward slash Hushmo dash Black is where you can find us at. But yeah, just go to our website hushmoblack.com. dot com. Hushmo black.com follow us there we, we've got a blog talk radio button there we can follow us live if you want to all our shows are archived there obviously <laughs> we we'll be able to get y'all to uh sit still for two hours we come to you every saturday from seven to nine out here uh <clears throat> on blog talk over the internet y'all go to my facebook page uh <laughs> Go to my Facebook page. Just Google Hushmo Black, uh, and you'll find me. Just Hushmo Black. Just Google it. You'll find me, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> tune in to us and uh, tell a friend about us. Uh, yeah, we advocate on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent uh, uh, for social justice. I mean, for justice, uh, if you will. Not because we don't love everybody. We do, in fact, love everybody. We just uh, happen to be a uh, part of that community by extension uh, uh, find ourselves there advocating on their behalf. But uh, yeah, justice is justice uh, for everybody. We love everybody. Hey, we've got Booker T. Uh, Teleferris, Teleferris, Washington coming up, y'all. Second half, y'all stay tuned. He uh, is one of the characters in my new project. That uh, we're working on. Our 12 Disciples. The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow is the title of it. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, highlighting 12 12 of our greatest heroes here in this country who uh, was instrumental in the. Uh, leading us uh, through slavery, through Jim Crow here in this country. So yeah, he's one of those uh, one of those folks that we write about. He's one of the twelve disciples. We picked out twelve uh, Americans 
of Africa that said that uh, who guided us helped uh, champion a uh, champion our uh, way forward uh, from the beginning of the country. Really, yeah, at least twelve. Hey, obviously there was thousands more. <laughs> it, it was thousands of uh, our uh, ancestors that uh, propped us up here today. We we just uh, do a book trying to parallel the disciples uh, uh, in the uh, Old Testament. So we just uh, yeah thought we have a little fun with uh, looking at our history here in this country. And our history in the country does, in fact, parallel that of uh, uh, the Israelites coming out of Egypt there. Uh, in the Old Testament, yeah. it parallels it, no doubt. And when we uh, draw a correlation between the two in our work, you know, just uh, absolutely. It's an uh, interesting uh, correlation there, too. Booker T, our, our subject uh, today, he <laughs> reminded me of uh, that bridge. Uh, between uh, uh, slavery and freedom. Booker T. Washington does in my uh, uh, rendition of uh, our, my 12 disciples here in this country just uh, on uh, on our journey. Americans of Africa, in a sense. It's only somebody I'm dealing with here, y'all. That's the only group of people that I'm dealing with, the only group of people's history who uh, caused me to... Uh, uh, caused me to, uh, you know, raise my uh, uh, appetite to uh, uh, record their history. That's only only somebody I deal with. Not, not because I don't love everybody. It's just because <laughs> I'm part of that uh, of that community. And by extension, I uh, find myself uh, uh, with that uh, appetite to, to tell this story, to tell my story, hey, <laughs> as I see, yeah, that's what I try to do. So anyway, our twelve disciples here deal with Americans of African descent journey here in this country from its inception uh, 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 the, we'll we'll start it at just for uh, for this uh, this body of work, uh, uh, say sixteen or nineteen, with the first uh, Africans coming into Jamestown uh, there in Virginia. I we'll started there. Yeah, and I, I write about our story, our history, my family's history uh, in this country. It's fascinating history. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's as Americana as uh, apple pie. <laughs> my <laughs> my family's history, my people's history here in this country is as American as apple pie, y'all. Yeah, fascinating story. So when we parallel our enslavement here in this country, with that of the Israelites' enslavement in Egypt back then in the Old Testament and their uh, journey out of that uh, enslavement 
uh, it parallels uh, our journey here in this country, our people. Uh, yeah, so that's a that's a, a, a important story that uh, we have to tell. We have to, and one of the things getting back to uh, Carter G. Wilson when he was talking about the miseducation of the Negro back there in 1933, he was talking about one of the greatest things that he saw back then that was going wrong in the education system. Remember, this is only like. 60 years after the Civil War now, where uh, the uh, education of the Negro <laughs> had just been put in place, as, you know, in terms of, you know, educating them into, uh, uh, with uh, the three R's and, uh, you know, allowing them to uh, uh, learn the three R's, if you will. 90% of the blacks now, remember, it was slaves. So yeah, they they didn't have no right uh, to learn uh, to read or to education any kind of form of education uh, prior to the Civil War. Now, so so ninety percent of this uh, of our people in nineteen thirty when he was uh, uh, was writing and studying about um, the education system of our people, it was still uh, you know a new evolving uh, phenomenon. How would you educate our people? Would you uh, automatically? There's a problem because you got the separate equal thing. You got the separate equal uh, scheme in place. <laughs> Already, there's a problem, y'all. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about. You, you can't uh, properly educate. Americans of African descent, you know, uh, using only the curriculum developed by uh, white people here in this country. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's going to skew. At the very least, their perception of uh, who they are uh, as a people within the society. At the very least, it's going to skew that uh, view. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, and, and uh, <clears throat> Carter U. Watson, he pointed it out in the miseducation of the Negro that he... <laughs> He wrote about in 1933. Y'all, y'all get that book uh, for your for your edification. If you, hey, it's heavy, and uh, the impact that uh, that had on us is still uh, is so pronounced today. I can look at it and see. Where uh, exactly what he was talking about uh, and the effect that it uh, have on us uh, economically today. Uh, what this guy was talking about uh, in this uh, miseducation of the Negro, in fact, uh, in 1930, how although the newly freed slaves had been allowed to learn 
the three auras after the Civil War, uh, the curriculum that was provided for them inherently um, <laughs> uh, inherently kept them in um, an inferior position within this society. And, and, and he was absolutely right. He suggested that no people can achieve its maximum status in a big society like uh, uh, we have here in these United States if the education they received perceive another race different than their own as the central and heroic figures uh, in the world and uh, in the society. And he was absolutely right. It, it can't be done because everybody that we studied, <laughs> even today, history suggests that uh, they were all white uh, Caucasians. For the most part, now public education, and they wound up worshiping white heroic uh, figures. Uh, and, and he suggested that. Now, you know, uh, you can't... Uh, educated people up to uh, uh, equality with uh, the rest of the society if all you're teaching them is that uh, (laughs) the other people in the society are the great heroes uh, uh, of the world. It it can't be done. And he was right. It's heavy, y'all. He was right. And uh, today we see the effect of that. So me, in my own little way, that's why I write about Americans of African descent in my work. That's what I do. I write about uh, our history in this country. I, I like to think that uh, I'm somewhat of a uh, self-made uh, expert, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> if that's such a thing, uh, on our History here in this country, yeah, America's record. I said I I put my knowledge up uh, with our history here in this country uh, uh, with anyone, just from my own uh, my own little uh, science of observation. Yeah, and and. Uh, uh, self-investigation into my history, our history, here in the country. For the last 68 years, I've been uh, uh, well, not obviously I'm 68, so for the last 50 years, I've been uh, uh, deeply uh, intrigued about uh, our history here in this country. Hey, no doubt. Oh, my life. Oh, my. 
you know, adult or uh, all my life, uh, since at least my teens, some 50 years, we'll say. I've been uh, researching and looking at our history in this country, so it's not a new new thing for me. And uh, I consider myself uh, to be today uh, quite expert on our history here in this country. And that's what I write about. Uh, we, uh, wow. I don't know, y'all. What else is going on? In, uh, uh, we've got the peanut gallery back in full swing tonight. Hey, I know y'all. <laughs> Hey, I know one thing. Y'all better stay out of this parlor. This parlor ain't no joke, y'all. This parlor is no joke. But I gotta get out there and cut grass. I gotta go out. I gotta go out there sometime tomorrow, y'all. I gotta crank that lawnmower up, and uh, I can't let that yard get out of control. Here, I have somebody cut the grass. He's he older than I am. <laughs> hey, I'm old. My guy, my grass cut is old, older than me. That's a bad combination, you know. <laughs> uh, racism is proactive. Hate is reactive. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, that's, hey, y'all don't know. <laughs> We're just looking at some of uh, Hushmo's sayisms. Is that a word, sayisms? Racism is proactive. Hate is reactive. Yeah, I think we had that in our our work. White racism, like hate in America, reality. We came up with that. Yeah, we're just uh, looking over some notes here. What was that? Now you're 2212. Hey. Uh, how y'all doing out there in cyberspace? Wow. We got a free uh, call in, y'all. Write it down. one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. We got a free call in number, y'all. I don't have black form. Y'all want we don't take many calls out here, we will. I mean if y'all got something important to say, wanna discuss a particular topic. Hey, get in where you fit in, it's free. Y'all worried about <laughs> y'all y'all worried about uh whether that, that calls y'all cost y'all a damn, it's free. Oh yeah, we, we set that up beginning of the year, y'all. It's fairly new. Don't ever say uh, the hush boy gave y'all something. He gave you a free call in. <clears throat> wow, what time is it, y'all? A couple of minutes until the hour. We don't know.
We uh gonna come back after the hour. Talk a little about one of our twelve disciples here that uh that we that we highlight in our uh, new work entitled Our Twelve Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. And uh, take a look at uh, one Mr. Booker T. Washington just to highlight uh, just a briefly uh, uh, sketch over his uh, his bio. We're going to do that after the after the hour. Uh, it's about uh, eight o'clock uh, here in the ATL. Here, uh, we're going we're gonna to come back after the hour and uh, just uh, look briefly at uh, Mister Booker T. Washington. So, y'all, y'all hanging there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Good Hatchmo back for him, y'all. April 13, 2013. <clears throat> yeah, what we do, our motto, oh, I do on the back for him, to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here. But we, we, we uh, try to keep everything on even keel out here, y'all. <laughs> we 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 definitely don't uh want to get loud. Oh we can. Uh we 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 uh gonna look at Mr Booker Telefero Washington uh, this evening, y'all. One of the characters in our uh new project, uh our twelve disciples the rise and fall of Jim Crow, chronicling uh, our history here in the country is what I write about. I'm an author, y'all, and I write about uh, uh, our history, Americans of African descent, uh, uh, in my writings, uh, 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 just uh, tracing our history. I think it's important that we, Americans of African descent, uh, write, uh, uh, tell uh, their their history. Um here in this country, yeah, I, I just write about our history here in this country for the most part. It, it, it's what I uh, 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 focus in on. Uh, I think that that history, that three hundred years, I, I start with our history here. By the way, uh, uh, from about uh, sixteen nineteen, uh, there in Jamestown, uh, Virginia, and, and I'll start our history for from that point. And uh, and uh, uh, try to uh, tell our story. I think that our history here in this country is important, and it's important that we tell it. Uh, Americans of African descent, we write about it and uh, record it uh, to uh, share with the world. Uh, that's important for not only us, but the country, uh, to uh, tell our own story. I mean, obviously, um, other people tell our story. And <laughs> And uh, uh, a lot of that story uh, get lost in uh, the translation for whatever reason. I mean, it's just so important in my mind. And, yeah, even just uh, uh, history uh, validate what I'm talking about here. Uh, We have got to tell our own story here uh, in this country. And, and that's what I do, you know, just to, you know, uh, and uh, uh, so my latest, my latest project, uh, Out to Our Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow, has to do with just that. Uh, the separate equal laws here in the country, uh, that period that, uh, 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 of time from about 1865 until uh, the 1960s when uh, Jim Crow through uh, Brown versus Board of Education was overturned when uh, Plessy uh, failed. And that period is uh, uh, the time frame that uh, I uh, try to capture 
here in my uh, latest project, uh, Our Twelve Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow, I deal with that period, say, from uh, 1865. But in fact, Our Twelve Disciples include three characters. The first three of uh, the disciples, one being uh, Frederick Douglass, Sojourner Truth, and Harriet Tugman, existed uh, prior to 1865, prior to the Civil War. Those were the Moses uh, spirits of uh, our disciples, if you will, is how I uh, frame them in my my work. Yeah, so, so, yeah, they led us to the promised land, if you will. But uh, start with our... uh, Disciple this evening, Book of T, he uh, 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 was uh, that Joshua <laughs> spirit that uh, uh, <laughs> uh, took us into uh, the promised land, uh, the land of Jim Crow. After eighteen sixty-five, yeah, yeah, we wound up free. We wound up out of Egypt, yeah. <laughs> But we was out there in that desert <laughs> for not, not not forty years, but uh, damn near hundred years. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Hey, <laughs> so Booker T was that transformational uh, character uh, in uh, these twelve disciples who uh, was born a slave, saw the Civil War <laughs> through the eyes of a child. Y'all, <laughs> he was a child. He yeah, <laughs> and he. <laughs> Yeah, so he he's that uh, that bridge between our Moses figures of uh, Frederick Douglass, Old Jordan Truth, and Harriet Tugman to <laughs> that uh, next uh, generation of uh, our disciples of W. E. B. Du Bois, <laughs> William Monroe Trotter, Marcus Garvey, <laughs> and Carter G. Woodson. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so Booker T is a bridge between those. Uh, uh, I got a heavy story, y'all. <laughs> I got a heavy story we're re- weaving uh, together, y'all. We're going to try to have it out for uh, this Christmas season, y'all. Our Twelve Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. Go to my website, com, and follow us there. You can get us on our Facebook page, too, from that website. Just follow us on Facebook. There's a little uh, link. We appreciate it. Tell a friend about us. We we hear every Saturday from 7 to 9. And, uh, yeah, go to our webpage. You can download us and uh, listen to us a little bit at a time. It's hard to get somebody to stay out here two hours uh, to listen to uh, the Hushville. (laughs) Uh, unless we, we could hook you uh, one night, and, uh, some folks stay out, and uh, you know, for the whole time. Booker T. Washington, though, y'all, born April fifth, eighteen fifty-six, y'all. I like the way to uh, describe his uh, bio on Wikipedia, y'all. 
says he was an African-American educator, author, orator, uh, and advisor to Republican presidents. He was the dominant leader in the African-American community in the United States from 1890 to 1915. Representative of the last generation of black American leaders born in slavery. He spoke on behalf of the large majority of blacks who lived in the South, but had lost their ability to vote through disenfranchisement by Southern legislatures. Historians note that Washington achieved noteworthy networked that Washington advised, networked, cut deals, made threats, pressured, punished enemies, rewarded friends, greased palms, manipulated the media, signed autographs, read minds with the skill of a master psychologist, strategized, raised money, always knew where the camera was pointing, travel with an entourage, raised the flag with patriotic speeches and claimed to have no interest in partisan politics. In other words, he was an artful politician. Now this is how this is how Wikipedia described uh Booker T. Washington. Uh Colorful description, uh, no doubt. A lot of it's true. Booker T. Uh, for y'all, you know, Google him and bring up his uh, bio and uh, read it for yourself. Uh, digest it. Booker T. Uh, and, and one thing you'll find when the I don't I don't know when. They when the powers that be in this country, when they uh, look at our uh, heroes and describe them and try to uh, paint a description of them, one of the things that uh, when when it comes to Booker T. Washington, and my twelve disciples, you'll see uh, they'll always say somewhere in there, but he had a dispute with. W.E.B. Du Bois on how to best move uh, the black people forward here in this country. And there was a heated uh, debate between those two uh, Americans of African descent. And I I find this a curious a, cur- a curious proclamation, uh, uh, and I found it in uh, uh, just about every uh, every critique of those two individuals when it comes to uh, the media here in this country, looking at uh, uh, when you Google them and just pull up their bios and stuff, they'll come up somewhere where they had a dispute. And, and once I uh, uh, started my research into uh, uh these 12 disciples, which uh, do include uh, Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois and uh, their history and their uh, interactions uh, uh, with each other, 
I find it to be uh, quite to uh, the contrary. I think they both greatly respected uh, uh, each other, uh, had different uh, ideas on how to achieve uh, a goal that uh, they uh, envisioned uh, uh, black people to be in the country, in the society. And and, uh, Booker T uh, was, now remember, Booker T, uh, he is this bridge. He spoke uh, uh, for, uh, and by the way, he's the bridge between Frederick Douglass, Soldier on the Truth, Harriet Tugman, and W.E.B. Du Bois, and William uh, Monroe Trotter, Marcus Garvey, Carter G. Wilson. Uh, He's the bridge. (laughs) <laughs> Only one that's born a slave uh, on the right side of that. Uh, okay, he saw the Civil War through the eyes of a child and passed that right along. Uh, so uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and William Monroe Trotter and all those boys, Garvey, oh, they loved uh, and respected uh, Booker T. Washington uh, to them. They uh, was all born free <laughs> and looked at the world. Uh, from a different uh, perspective than uh, Booker T could ever envision being born a slave. But uh, those uh, uh, that bridge that Booker T provided uh, those young bucks uh, that uh, <laughs> followed him, including uh, W.E.B., and uh, Monroe Trotter and Garvey uh, was instrumental in our uh, 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 traversing uh, uh, that thing uh, called uh, uh, Jim Crow. Yeah, their struggle, uh, yeah, that glue that bonded those... uh, uh, that bridge that bonded those uh, uh, twelve, uh, these twelve disciples together, uh, was instrumental in our journey here in this country. So we try to we, we uh, tie that together. Booker T was uh, instrumental in. Now remember, he uh, was more or less a, a Jeffersonian. Oh yeah, he he was more a disciple of Thomas Jefferson. They say uh, uh, this thing right here for the uh, somehow. Uh, advised Republican presidents. Yeah, he, he was a Republican. Uh, but out of the mold of uh, Thomas Jefferson, he believed that uh, we should have property. Black people should have property. And uh, what he was seeking uh, when he founded Tuskegee uh, uh, Institute back in 1881, yeah, was property for black folks and uh, teaching them how to uh, uh, survive uh, with real estate uh, agriculture, by the way, at the time, uh, on their own to uh, 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 do without anybody uh, else in this country. We get the real estate. Uh, unfortunately, when he when Booker T came along, came along. Now, y'all, we write about all this in my book, by the way. Uh, the forty-six million acres that was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act of eighteen sixty-six had disappeared off of 
the books of this uh, uh, government here in 1776, in 1876, y'all, rather. So it was on the books. The Southern Homestead Act, y'all, go check it out. I, I write about it, but yeah, uh, that was the property that Booker T was looking for, and we should have had. Uh, if we had a had that property and access to it in 1881 when he founded Tuskegee down there in Alabama, uh, we wouldn't be talking about this. Uh, we wouldn't be talking about now. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you right now, we wouldn't be talking about this discrepancy in economic uh, uh, anything uh, uh, in terms of dealing with American African had we uh, got that 46 million acres there. That's all. Had we just got that uh, after that uh, Civil War, we would be talking about this junk, about uh, some handouts and uh, giveaways and Medicaid and daycares and all this stuff today. It wouldn't be there. We wouldn't be talking about it, y'all, if uh, the country had to do the moral uh, correct thing. Uh, they didn't. And where we are today. Yeah, Booker T knew that uh, uh, what we needed more than anything was (laughs) real estate to uh, uh, develop. He knew that. Uh, It's just a shame that, and and it did a lot of good. Yeah, with the uh, uh, Tuskegee and just spreading his. uh, that entrepreneurial spirit throughout uh, our community uh, did a great job. Yeah, W. E. Du Bois wasn't uh, uh, wasn't mad at him. They just wanted to add on to it. <laughs> they had they realized that yeah, uh, we ain't gonna uh, uh, stamp out anything Booker T is doing. We just uh, got another uh, point of view. <laughs> yeah, we gonna take all these points of view. Hey, we got another point of view. That's all that was about. And, and later on, y'all, we 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 we, come, we we got a disciple here that tied all the boys together, tied this stuff together. One, Mister Charles Hamilton Houston, he tied all those things together. Yeah, <laughs> he tied all that stuff together, y'all. And so, uh, all our uh, uh, struggles are uh, uh, has to be uh, combined. All our struggles have to be combined. All of the solutions to our struggles have to be combined uh, and supported. (laughs) And that's it. All of our uh, uh, struggles, all of uh, the uh, ramifications uh, for solving our struggles have to be combined. Uh, and moved forward uh, together. It's as true as it uh, was then when Charles Hamilton uh, saw fit to compl- uh, proclaim this uh, when dealing with uh, when he uh, first uh, took over the law school of Howard University. Uh, back in the 1930s there, embarking on this lifelong journey to overthrow uh, what was known as Jim Crow. Y'all don't know. Uh, We're getting into it. But Booker T, okay, Booker T formed the bridge uh, 
between the Moses period and uh, Joshua lost out there in the desert. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting how we we what about <laughs> y'all don't know what I'm talking about out here. We talk about my new work, y'all. Our twelve disciples. Yeah, it's a a novel. <laughs> it's a novel, y'all. We just uh, are having some fun with our history here in this country. We think it's important that uh, we Americans of African descent write and tell our own story as much as we can. Yeah, we got a lot of great, great uh, uh, black authors here today in the country. The more we have, the better. Uh, writing about our history. Not not fiction so much. Yeah, I I, I don't I try not to write fiction. Uh now creative nonfiction is uh pretty much what I do. But but all my stuff is based on hey no doubt history, yeah. Hey a real 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 history. Yeah, it's uh but we have a little fun with uh parallel paralleling the uh plight of uh the Israelites' uh, journey out of uh, slavery and Egypt with uh, my people, my ancestors' journey out of slavery here in this country. So uh, it's what it's what my new project uh, is about. Uh, we do it uh, and have fun with it. Uh, it's an interesting story when you look at it and uh, see how just how much uh, they do, in fact, uh, uh, parallel each other. Yeah, and, and particularly uh, paralleling uh, the demise of uh, slavery here in this country with the demise of uh, the old city of uh Babylon there in the Old Testament. That uh one of our disciples, our first one our, our first disciple, Frederick Douglass, uh prophesied about in eighteen fifty two. In eighteen fifty two, uh before the Civil War started. He prophesied about uh uh the stuff that was going on here in slavery at that time was comparable to uh the immorality that existed in uh, Babylon before uh, the man upstairs uh, brought me into it. Yeah, before the man upstairs brought me into it. That's what Frederick, Frederick Douglass said about this country. Uh, in uh, the institution of uh, slavery here at the time, the inhumanity, the immorality of it. Uh, was comparable to that of uh, the people of uh, 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 Israel at that time uh, being sold, uh, well, the people of Jerusalem being sold into slavery into Babylon, and uh, Babylon being so uh, so uh, wrought with the uh, uh, saying that uh, the man uh, uh, had to bring an end to it. 
And sure enough, along come the Civil War here in this country, uh, going forward from 1852, uh, Civil War come along, slavery. Uh, had to be brought out, had to be uh, brought to its knees, had to be, in fact, before that Civil War was over, uh, Lincoln, the president, hey, got got into it with the man upstairs, y'all. Huh? <laughs> the man upstairs uh, uh, picked him up. And, uh, yeah, and brought him through that thing, told him. We, one thing's got to happen, that 13th Amendment has got to go in any kind of constitution where you proclaiming me as uh, an accessory to. <laughs> Everybody has got to be equal in that, in that all my kids, all my children. It's got to be equal in that document, so we're going to have to get that 13th Amendment included uh, in this Constitution before the Civil War is going to be over. We're going to say, hey, hey. Uh, people are going to keep dying here <laughs> until that thing, you know, until that, that thing gets passed, that 13th Amendment. Not this other thing you had talking about the 13th. We're going to get this thing uh, outlawing uh, the enslavement of uh, my children. Uh, and that happened, you yeah? That happened. That Civil War, <laughs> Lincoln. Hey, y'all check the movie out. The, uh, this new movie, Steven Spielberg, uh, depicting the last three months of Lincoln's life. Lincoln's having nightmares, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Some 600,000 people dead already, and the war still raging on. Nobody want to continue, but it's still going on. People dying. Why? Hey. <laughs> the man upstairs, yeah. Lincoln talking about everybody's praying to the same God. No, funny thing back then when 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 they talk about everybody praying to the same God, he was talking about the white folks up north and the white folks down south praying to the same God. He overlooked that uh, black folks slaves down there, they praying to God too. <laughs> so 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 it ain't just two groups of people playing it ain't just a <laughs> The Union troops, the, the Union whites and the Confederate whites praying to God. And the black slaves praying to God, too, for their salvation. Yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, God answered that, uh, the slaves' uh, prayer. <laughs> he said, them uh, folks free, y'all, by law. <laughs> hey, y'all don't know. He they, uh, he said, the people free by law. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Y'all check it out. <laughs> Lincoln, Lincoln said, yeah. Nobody got their prayers answered, not the Northern uh, Unionists or the Confederate uh, folks. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he overlooked uh, my people. But yeah, just a fascinating, fascinating read. I try to share some light on it, of what was going on uh, <laughs> during that time, y'all. Uh, Lincoln, uh, he didn't have no control. He said so. Him and Jefferson and uh, 
uh, Robert E. Lee and all the boys, they had lost control of that thing. Y'all was a greater power uh, driving that war. A much, much uh, greater power driving that war back then. He said as much in the second inaugural address. Lincoln did. Oh, they killed him right after Right after that inaugural address, in fact, they killed Lincoln. They got him out of there and said, oh, you know, went too far. But it wasn't him. <laughs> it was more than him. He, it was much, much more than him. Had it just been him, I mean, I suppose they, they could have wiped out some kind of... Uh, Our twelve disciples, y'all, the rise and fall of Jim Crow. That's our new. Uh, that's our new undertaking, y'all. Yeah, just chronicling America's African descent history in the country is all I write about. I mean, it's just a fascinating story. I think it's important that we tell it, uh, you know, as many as many uh, times and ways as we can because I figured out from uh, looking at uh, Carter G. Wilson's work back in the 30s talking about uh, we, no Americans are accurate to say, can never achieve equality in the uh, society as long as we allow... <laughs> our education to be controlled by uh, someone else in the society. And and, and, uh, he was right. He was so right, it's crazy. Just looking at where we are today and how uh, our education evolved here, a study in that, uh, I can see that uh, he was absolutely right now. We uh, have to, as a people, uh, start uh, writing uh, about uh, our history here in this country. Uh, we start. We got to start there. Hey, we got a four hundred year history uh, here in this country. <laughs> it's a rich history. We got to start believing it out, writing about it, educating our young folks about it, educating uh, the society about it, <laughs> educating the world about it. Yeah, our history is important that uh, uh, we write about, tell about uh, our history ourselves. We cannot allow our history to be written uh, by uh, somebody else. Uh-uh, you can't do it. We can't do it. And uh, we'll never be able to uh, uh, fully uh, respect uh, or tell our uh, history in the country if we allow someone else to tell it. Something is bound uh, to get lost uh, in the translation. It's a fact, yeah. Something is bound to get lost in uh, the translation of our history if we, as a people, don't tell uh, our history here 
uh, in this country. That's, that's all. Uh, Four hundred years. It's a lot of history, huh? Uh, ourselves. If we don't tell about our history, our heroes uh, 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 in this country, ourselves. Uh, so that's my little uh, undertaking here. To do my to do my little part. Obviously, we need a lot more input than just the hush mode. <laughs> we need we need. Uh, let me tell you, we need a lot more input than just uh, little minds. But we're gonna do our part, no doubt. We we know our history. We think we know our history in this country as well as uh, anybody, as well as anybody. And. Uh, so y'all look forward to my next book, Our Twelve Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. We're going to get it out this coming fall, y'all. We're going to have it out on the bookshelves this coming fall, y'all. It's going to be a fascinating read, y'all. And as always, oh yeah, we advocate for reparation. We're going to have a chapter in there about reparation. Remember, we don't... <laughs> We don't write anything without uh, advocating for reparation for uh, Americans of African descent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a dirty word. It's uh, part of uh, the lexicon, the, the legal lexicon here in this country. And uh, one in which uh, we feel strongly about when it comes to uh, uh, the 14th Amendment uh, rights that uh my 14th Amendment rights that uh, were violated uh, here in this country. Uh, yeah, that's just a fact. I was born here in 1945 in Georgia without uh, 14th Amendment rights uh, protection. When I started school in 1951, I went to a segregated school, uh, an inferior school, to one much closer to my house at the time. Passed right by a uh, much more superior school on the way to this inferior school. It uh, handicapped uh, me economically. Yeah. No doubt. So, uh, reparation, it's not a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. It's part of our history. I mean, got to be much better off, I believe, but it satisfies uh, that debt that uh, is owed to so many of its uh, citizens. We got to be much uh, much better off, uh, for sure, to be in a much better moral place. There's no doubt about it. It'll be in a much better moral uh, place, uh, you know. I'm here to tell you. Uh, We are going to keep on keeping on out here on the Hushmore Black Forum. Uh, shed light on our uh, our history and uh, shed lights on uh, what's going on in the country here, y'all. Uh, right now, Well, right right now, the economy is uh, 
should be it should be on the verge of uh, bursting out, but because of all of the haggling and wrangling uh, in the Congress, uh, the, uh, <laughs> this thing is moving along at a snail's pace because of uh, this man-made. Uh, 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 calamity that uh, the Congress has embarked on here. Hopefully, hopefully, the <laughs> uh, circumstance is going to dictate, and it looks to be, that it is occurring. That so, uh, circumstance is dictating that uh, there's something get done up there. In this in this Congress here, yeah, and uh, so I, I look forward to the second half here, starting uh, after June. I think we're going to be going to explode here for the next three three years while this president is in office. Yeah, I think it's going to explode because as soon as one major bill passed, and I think that might be the economic thing, or or the uh, I'm sorry, the immigration bill. That's going to be a major achievement for the president. <laughs> and the Republicans uh, can't uh, uh, frame it any other way. And uh, uh, they have to have some kind of immigration bill passed. Uh, they're going to be uh, just about uh, an extinct party <laughs> here on the national level. They're going to be just about extinct. So they they desperately need some kind of immigration bill. So the president gonna get a big bill done in the next six months, y'all. <laughs> hey, and the economy gonna look at that as a wow. <laughs> the economy's gonna take off, y'all. It's gonna take off like crazy for the next three years. Uh, and th- th- this president's in office, and uh, so we. <laughs> We 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 uh this thing is gonna play out real crazy here, y'all. Yeah, that economy is gonna take off because uh, this president's gonna get another major bill pushed through. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. Against all odds, <laughs> against all odds. Uh, this president is going to achieve more than uh, in terms of passing legislation, believe it or not, major law, than uh, just about any of his predecessors. I mean, go back to FDR. FDR served 12 years and was running. How long did FDR serve? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this president at the end of the day, history going to look at his tenure and see that he passed more major bills than uh, any of his predecessors. Now, no doubt, the hand he was dealt <laughs> was more uh, stacked uh, uh, with uh, 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 junk to repair <laughs> than uh, perhaps any of his predecessors. So he had uh, he had more things to uh, to shoot after, but I'm, I'm proud of the president. The job he's done. 
Oh, I imagine the last one back for him. We uh, prop him up, give him, give him his just due. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Yeah, we, uh, still looking at Booker T. Washington here, y'all. One of our, our fourth uh, disciple, the bridge, if you will, uh, that uh, the Joshua figure in our uh, concept of uh, our disciples here in this country, dealing with the uh, black figures that uh, uh, led us and was instrumental in our uh journey through uh, our history here in the country from uh, slavery uh, through uh, Jim Crow until today. Uh, uh, they say while his opponents called the powerful network of uh, supporters the Tuskegee machine, Washington maintained control because of his ability to gain support of numerous groups, including influ- uh, influential whites uh, in the black business. Educational and religious communities nationwide. He advised on financial donations from philanthropists and avoided antagonizing white Southerners with his accommodation to the political realities of the age of Jim Crow segregation. So, <laughs> Perry Douglas, just looking at uh, the uh, Segmentation of our society here in the country, uh, the uh, various personalities of uh, our leaders, uh, we just lump them into two groups. We can say one group of uh, our leaders was, uh, and to use a, a modern analogy, would be uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, on one side, and then Malcolm X on the other side. Completely different people with the same goal in mind, advancing of the cause of Americans of African descent. But one nonviolent, one more uh, confrontational. Uh, in uh, his approach to uh, achieving uh, the same goal. So, yeah, uh, Booker T uh, was of the mindset that I want to be equal in my uh, access to the laws of this country if you give me that, I will, you know, do my own thing. I will provide for my own self, my own people, if given the equal, here's the key, if given the equal access to the Constitution as everyone else, uh, 
you don't have to worry about me living with, going to school with, uh, uh, you, uh, anything else if you give me uh, real estate and uh, leave me alone to uh, uh, live my life uh, 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 in freedom here and uh, with uh, liberty uh, uh, just as every other citizen has here in this country. And you don't have to worry about me being next to you or doing anything else in terms of integrating uh, into your uh, social uh, society. That's Frederick, uh, uh, that's Booker T. Washington's outlook on uh, 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 the society, the social society, in terms of mixing uh, with uh, the whites here in the South. He said, well, no, just uh, uh, we as a people need to get together and uh, educate ourselves. Remember, we're talking about, uh, uh, Carter G. Washington was talking about this. We need, as a people, need to educate ourselves. And and, uh, Booker T., in large part, agreed with that philosophy. He he, he, uh, said, well, no, just give me uh, uh, equal rights. Equal access to real estate. I'll train, we'll train our own people to do the uh, 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 to uh, take care of ourselves. Whether that training be in agriculture or whatever, we'll train our own people, do our own thing. Uh, uh, everything we produce, we'll even integrate it back into uh, society as a whole. But uh, we can uh, in, uh, train our own people into the skill set. This just so happened. Booker T was an agricultural uh, person in the society and the uh, uh, Tuskegee Institute dealt pretty much with the, that uh, curriculum, uh, agriculture for uh, black people. I mean, you had people like Booker T. Washington there uh, at Tuskegee. And uh, he was uh, one of the great scientists uh, who else did you have that? Uh, Robert Russo, he was there. He was a, a scientist down there uh, at Tuskegee. So, yeah, that institution uh, was great. Did, uh, it was unbelievable uh, the effect that it had on uh, our people. Uh, Booker T. Uh, uh, History. Uh, uh, was five years off and uh, fully uh, 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 achieving uh, uh, the maximum uh, result uh, out of what Booker T had in mind uh, that uh, Southern Homestead Act. Had that been on the books when Booker T uh, started uh, Tuskegee, we wouldn't be talking about uh, we wouldn't be talking about the economic disparities in this uh, society like we are today. No way, <laughs> ain't no way. If we had got forty six million acres of property, which what we should have got at the very least uh, back then. Uh, it would have been a whole different story, you know? 
hey, it would have been a whole different story in terms of uh, our economic development here uh, in this country. Uh, we tied together, y'all, in my book, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. Is a subtitle. Our Twelve Disciples is a chronicle of uh, our, 12 of our most uh, famous uh, historical figures here in the country that uh, was instrumental. And uh, we believe it's important to uh, talk about them, their story, shed light on it, prop it up. Uh, so that uh, our future generations uh, can uh, appreciate uh, the foresight of these uh, people and the effect that they had on the country, on us, uh, as a people today. Yeah, Our Twelve Disciples, The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow, chronicling the history of uh, 12 of our American Vacuum, greatest uh, advocates uh, here in this country, uh, dealing with the uh, separate equal laws, the 14th Amendment violations that we lived under uh, after the Civil War here in the country. Yeah, we, uh, that's a fascinating uh, period of uh, history here that uh, don't get uh, its proper due in my mind. In my mind, I mean, we, so we like to tell that story. So, so uh, that uh, our history is not uh, left up to uh, someone else to tell. We got to tell our history ourselves as a people. That's what I do. Try to add my little two cents in. You know, there's thousands of authors and biographers that uh, that write about our history. I'm just one out of many. Try to. Put my little slant on it. It's a fascinating story. Uh, our story here in this country. It's a fascinating story. I uh, you know, continue to uh, to delve into it. I mean, I yeah. I, although I, I uh, my work chronicles uh, just the life of twelve of our uh, heroes here in this country, uh, the people that they touched, <laughs> the people that touched them, a number, no doubt, in the thousands. <laughs> the, the people that they that touched them and uh, they influenced number in the thousands, y'all, that we could uh, put in the store. <laughs> yeah, we got we have a lot of heroes uh, that... Uh, uh, that, yeah, besides the, hey, my 12 disciples, I tell you right now, don't include Martin Luther King or uh, 
Malcolm X. So you know. <laughs> yeah, those are giants there. <laughs> you know, so we, you know, we, these are special people here, these 12. But they touched all, everybody in our community. <laughs> they touched everybody, y'all. Oh, yeah, they did. They touched everybody. All our heroes. And she, uh, like somebody said, she rose too in our community. Yeah. But uh, what else is going on, y'all? Hey, y'all. It's just about going to do it for us here today. We are going to be back next week. We're still looking at uh, next week, W.E.B. Du Bois, y'all. One of our uh, 12 disciples, number five. We're going we're gonna to look at him. Yeah, we're going to take a look at W.E.B. Du Bois next week, y'all. April 20th, y'all. Our next show. Same time, same place, y'all. Out here on Blog Talk. Be back 7 o'clock, 7 to 9 p.m., y'all. Where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder just to get in a word or two. But we don't like to go there. But, yeah, we advocate for social justice. On behalf of uh, Americans of African descent, not not because we don't love everybody. We just happen to be uh, part of that community and and ourselves advocating on their behalf, y'all. Hey, y'all out in cyberspace, uh, y'all have a good weekend. And don't let this pollen get... Don't let this pollen get you down, but I, I'm saying that uh, <clears throat> it's gotten me down, and uh, I'm going to try to deal with it, though. Yeah, uh, by next week, it should be all the flowers and things should be in bloom, and uh, the way most of the pollen, hopefully, <clears throat> you uh, allergy sufferers, uh, I wish you well. <laughs> Until the till next week, y'all. We're gonna call it uh, uh, the end of the night. Until uh, we see you again. The High Smoke Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the High Smoke Black Forum. www.blogtalkradio.com.